welcome to Friends at Film Camp, the podcast for two friends, Gab with a Fire, from our fun film perspectives. I'm Gideon. And I'm Luke. Um, today we're talking about Drag Race, All Stars, Season something. Eight. Eight. Yes. Mm. So, as usual, we're going to dope Eliminated Girl by Eliminated One. Sure. But before we begin, I want to talk broadly about the cast as a whole. Okay. This cast was very controversial. Mm. Every time there's an All-Stars, there's always a conversation about what is an All-Star. Yes. Like, what is a... What is something... We've talked about this before. Our last All-Stars, we were kind of like, these don't feel very All-Star-y. You mean Canada versus the world? I don't know. Or UK I versus- don't remember. Not UK versus the world. No, do we even do that? Yeah, we did that. I don't know. But this cast was very controversial, primarily because most of them were early outs. Only one member had ever made it to the finale before, mm. and that was Candy. Mm. Everyone else had been eliminated early. Like Monica, Nisha, Mrs. Kasha, uh, James, Kahana, Lala. All were very early outs. And there was a lot of them. And then it brings up kind of the debate of should All-Stars... Because in the end, there's only so many queens who can be truly the definition of yeah. All-Star. Yeah. Like, there's like just... that's inherently built in the problem. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's only so many queens that are genuinely legendary beyond the show. Yeah. So, in the end, is it, should the show keep bringing back these few queens over and over? No. Or should they put in new girls who maybe aren't exciting? I'm on the second one. Uh I think most people should be on the second one. Because, why would you want to see the same people over and over? But that's kind of what they want. They should just slow down making them. Yeah, they're not going to They had, like, one all-star season for every normal season. Yes, now they do that. Like, that's not... That's not sustainable. No. In the way they do it. But they are seeming to find some ways to help adapt that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this season pulled an international girl. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I know, but we already have the wherever versus the world, which is doing that. So if they start doing that more consistently, then how is it going to be any different from the whatevers versus the worlds? Does it? Well, those are based in those countries with mostly other girls. Mm-hmm. Very few US, U.S. girls go to those. So I don't mind them pulling a few. We saw lots of U.S. girls. There's been four between two seasons. So many. That's four out of 18. What? Two seasons? Yeah. There are not very many people in the season. There's nine, and each season had two. I'm confused. In UK vs. the World, we had Mo Hart and Jujubee. Yeah. In Canada vs. the World, we had Silky and Raja. Oh. And that's it. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. I thought we also had Monet or something. Mo Hart was on UK vs. the World. Monet was on All-Star 7. Right. Okay. But, uh... Anyway, they I should think, just stop making as much. Well, I think logically I don't fully disagree with you, but as a fan, I don't want them to stop. Anyway. 
I, I saying that, I thought this was a really good cast. I thought this cast worked out really well. I liked them all together, and even if, like, it's interesting because there was, like, that drama, um, but to me, and I'm not, like, I'm not as invested in the drag, like, fandom as you are, but to me, an all-star is just somebody who I remember, <laughs> like, somebody who made an impact. Like, for me, that's, like, kind of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lot of these queens were very memorable queens. Yeah. Like, if I saw their season, then I knew, like, I remembered them. I knew who they were. Yeah. No, I think this cast worked out really well. Uh, I think, and we'll get into specifics, but I think they kind of went for comedy this year. Yeah. Instead of, like, fashion girls. Yeah. Because when you look at it, Jimbo's obviously comedy, Candy wins stand-up, Jessica won a comedy, Alexis. Uh, I don't really know if I agree with you on this point. I don't know. It just seems to be a lot of girls who did well in comedy. Yeah. So I think that was the focus of the season. I don't find that there's more than normal. I think there's more than normal, but that doesn't super matter. They also had good looks, but anyway. So we finished watching it today, mm-hmm. and let's start with episode one, where our Monica Beverly Hills was eliminated. Yeah, I was, was disappointed the... in Monica, because I was expecting her to come back and have, like, a big comeback. It's been a while, like, a long while since her season, Yeah, and that's kind of what I was expecting from her, and I honestly didn't feel like I saw a lot of growth and see that's like a problem we've run into this problem before with having people on an all-star season kind of too soon after their initial season yeah because that's another thing that I want from all-stars is I want to see an evolution and it doesn't have to be a big one but I want to see like them growing I want to see them taking different risks or trying different things or taking a different approach now that they're back in the competition and I didn't feel like we got any of that from her. It was kind of, like, lackluster for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't fully agree with you. Okay. I think Monica, her makeup and her looks have improved quite a bit. Okay, full I've... disclosure, I don't... Monica, for me, is one of the least exciting people anyway. Like, I wasn't particularly, like, invested in her on her season either. Yes. And I've not interacted with her since. So... Well, Monica, before the show, seemed to have quit drag pretty publicly and then started doing drag again to go back on the show. Which was weird because they were also pretending that that didn't happen. Well, maybe when she meant quit for drag, she meant take a break. So she didn't see it as quitting. But But didn't she do it for a few years? No, a few months. Oh, it was only a few months? Yes. Oh, Luke, I can't believe this was only a few months. Yeah, she just supposedly was like... I, I thought she hadn't done drag in, like, years. No, she didn't okay. drag. This is, like, how you were presenting this information to well, me. I never once said years. <laughs> well, that's, I said she briefly quit doing drag. No, you never said briefly. I said briefly. You every... never said briefly. Here's, okay, well, then that here doesn't even matter. That doesn't the girl matter. Groups, the girl groups challenge... I don't love 
I don't know how I feel about them starting with the girl group challenge. They also did this in All-Star 7. Okay. And I don't hate it inherently. I think it is good as, like, a way for people to get comfortable in kind of a safer way. Okay. Like, they aren't... They just have to sit, write their little verse and do their little part. I it's like not a, as demanding as, like, a whole performance. I like a talent show. I do think a talent show is better to start, especially because a lot of the girls seem to think the talent show is going to start the season, <sighs> so they make talent shows that are season starters. But they, they did seem to be saving that for the Fame Games, and yes. I did like that as part of the Fame Games, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But I, 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 I hardly remember the girl group challenge. I'm going to be honest. The thing that was, to me, most significant with Monica, and this is in both her performances, mm. is she, I felt like she was holding herself back a little. Yeah. And I was sad about that. But Monica really is quite beautiful. Her fame game runways mm-hmm. were really nice. She mm. had good runways, so I just wish she had, brought that same level of polish to the challenges. I'm really annoyed about... So we can't... For this specific season, we had no way to access Untucked. Yes. And you were telling me a lot of the fame game stuff was on Untucked. And I'm really annoyed because there wasn't... Because we couldn't have access to that because nobody in Canada bought it for some reason. No, Crave bought it. They just don't air it. What? Why would they do that? I don't know. That's what... My sources online said Crave owns the rights to it, but they don't air it. Why? I don't know. Maybe they don't want to pay for it. <sighs> anyway, um, there wasn't any easy way for me to really engage with the fame games besides going to everyone's Instagram. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. So I sent you some of the looks. I know, and you... I looked at them, but it's like not the same. Yes, it's not the same. <laughs> See, I was watching... I was more aggressive in finding all the fame game looks. Yeah. Because I wanted to see them. Uh, but so. I don't like them only having them in Untucked. At least in the fame game episode, I wish we got a, like a, a little montage of everyone's looks thus far or something for each person. I don't mind them only being in Untucked. I just think if they're only in Untucked, we need to have Untucked. No, they should have at least done the montage in the one thing. Because what happened was, was I watched that and then I voted for people solely based on the talent performance. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, oh, well, they didn't have very good runways. And I had forgotten that that was even an element because it wasn't even mentioned in the entire, like, fame game episode. Like, what the fuck was that about? Mm. I think it's bad. I would agree. Okay, next person. All right, so episode... Also, the winner that week was Kahana Montrese, getting her classic redemption. Because she did not do well her season. She really came back and shined episode one. Okay. Uh, and I bring that up because for some reason, every All-Stars, mm-hmm. except for seven, but seven doesn't count. Seven's its own... Actually, no, seven too. Okay. The person who wins episode one does really bad for the rest of the season. Interesting. Because it happened in 2, it happened... I can't remember if it happened in 3, but it happened in, like, 4, happened in 5, and now it's happened here. 
Because Kahana was in the bottom basically every other week. I don't think that means anything, though. I, I don't think it means anything, like, practically. I think what it is is the show wants to be pushed while your girl be like, look, redemption. Yes. And then... They do do that sometimes. And then episode two, they want to be like, wow, even, anyone could be in the bottom this season. Even a winner. Yeah, they do like to do that. So, that's where we go to episode two, which was the acting challenges. They had to make a trailers for their fake show and Jimbo won this one with their nerd character oh yeah I didn't like this one you don't like oh no this wasn't the nerd one this was the SNL one SNL yeah they did fake SNL oh yeah I don't remember what they did on SNL though Jimbo yeah they were one of the gardeners oh yeah I was surprised that Jimbo won this one I, we are Jimbo fans, but... We're Jimbo stands. Jimbo, I'm not a Jimbo stan. Okay. We're Jim, I, you're a Jimbo fan. I think I understand. <laughs> okay. Maybe I don't know what the word fully means, though. Um, and... <coughs> Excuse me. I thought, so Jimbo and Jessica kind of created a little friendship throughout the season, mm-hmm. which I really, really enjoyed seeing. And she, um... Part I think it's part of the reason um, Jessica grew on me so much over the season as well. And so they were partnered together, but Jessica was kind of being the crazy one. And then Jimbo was like still like a little crazy, but she was like the, what's that she called? She was straight man. Exactly. And so um, like the focus of the scene really wasn't on her. And I was really surprised because I don't feel like Drag Race often rewards that in the way that they did. So, mm-hmm. but I thought it was interesting. I didn't, like, I didn't think it was bad. No, I think part of it was that the judges warned them. Yeah, they did it specifically tell them to warned do it. Jimbo. Hey, you! If you're both just zany, then it's going to be too zany. Yeah. So someone has to be less zany, and Jimbo, Jimbo like held back his yeah. zaniness because Jimbo loves to be zany. Uh, Who went home? That episode, it was Nisha Lopez. Right. I also do not care about Nisha. Pretty girls who are pretty and that's their thing, never our favorite. Here's the thing about Nisha that is the key difference between you and me. Okay. Because I know who Nisha is, not from really Drag Race, but okay. from her watch parties. Because oh. she's the host of the biggest Drag Race watch parties. Okay. They get all the girls to come. Which is usually fun, but for season 15, every week they got the girl who was eliminated mm-hmm. pretty well. So every week I knew who was going home. Yeah. Because of that. So I had to stop paying attention. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where I know Nasha from. Uh-huh. So I thought... I was disappointed that Nasha was still not as good at some of the drag race stuff as I hoped. Mm-hmm. Nasha's super talented. Like... She's a Miss Continental between, it's the biggest drag race, it's the biggest drag pageant in the U.S. I don't like pageants. Yeah, I know, but I'm pointing it out because she's between Sasha Colby and Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. In my, in that list. Okay. Which is really good company for someone who just isn't as strong at drag race. Yeah. But... I think this also shows that you can be really good at drag and just not be good at drag race. Yeah. So, that was Nisha's episode. 
Week three was the ball. The grocery ball. Who went home? For week three? Yeah. Mrs. Kasha Davis. <sighs> Kasha was a little lame. To be honest. What? <laughs> I loved Kasha. I thought she was a little lame. Kasha is like very the She's wholesome. just a little like cringy. Which is like I don't normally even call people cringy. And it was in a cute way. It was in a very cute, innocent way, if that makes sense. She's just very sincere and very <laughs> cutesy. Yeah. And fun. I liked her. I was, she really did well in the acting challenge in the second episode. She did quite well there. So I was hopeful she'd make it a bit farther. Oh, yeah. But this was one of those designs. Oh, she had a really bad ball. Her first two looks were fine, but her designed outfit was was really bad. bad. Her first two looks, I don't remember liking them, but I don't remember them very well. They were fine, but they, they were rough. Like, she, she deserved to go home. That episode. Uh, her big storyline this season was her getting sober. Yeah. Uh, and you could tell how sad she was when she left because everyone was crying mm-hmm. when she left. Like, that was not an easy elimination, which was interesting. So, the, the way eliminations work in All Stars is... The two winners do a lip sync. No, no, they don't. One, The one winner does a lip sync against a lip sync assassin. If the winner wins, they choose who goes home. If the lip sync assassin wins, the group chooses. So everyone voted previously. Yeah. So this is what got us in trouble in UK versus the world, where everyone was voting very strategically. And it was kind of a... Um, I get the sense it's often sort of like whoever breaks first kind of like opens the the well for voting strategically and that's how it was in uk versus usually what happens is the girls all try to play nice yeah and it gets kind of boring but in uk versus the world they just never played nice yeah especially with the whole pangina throwing jimbo out yeah and then as soon as that the next week blue throwing pangina right behind her yeah um, so this time, everyone was very s- logical and, like, very, like, almost, um, defiant about it. Like, everyone seemingly, until we get later, which we'll talk about, was very, like, uh, performance-based. Mm-hmm. It was, like, who has been doing better? They should get to stay. And... Like, from what we saw, I don't even remember a single time when the lipstick that the winner chose was different from the group decision. Um, So in that way, there was not that much drama in terms of the voting. Um, I do think that the lipstick, I mean, the lip sync assassin thing is like lame i don't like it i think it's worn out yeah it's, like it's worn out it's less i remember watching it in all star six mm-hmm. and there was like an excitement in it yeah that just wasn't here i think and i don't know why it wasn't here yeah i definitely think it's like a better way to do it 
But especially with everyone most of the time voting the same anyway, um, then that also kind of... Yeah, there was no week where the group in the winner voted different, Yeah, which is part of the problem with this format, is yeah. they never vote different, even if they push them. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, for the first few weeks, the votes were not unanimous. Yeah. They became unanimous after a bit, but the person who was throwing a wrench in it was Darian Lake. Oh, yeah. Because every, like, Darian was very contentious, then week two was very contentious, then Darian's vote again. Mm-hmm. And then, even then, week when Darian was sent home, I don't think it was unanimous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the group did not want to get rid of Darian, mm. which I thought was interesting. It is interesting. But they weren't defined on it. But... The 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 grocery ball had some like interesting stuff. Is this the one where Jimbo had like a weird selfie outfit or something? That was episode two for net the net runway. N- no, that was the cool one. Which one are you I'm talking about the bad one. Didn't Jimbo have two selfie ones? It had to do with, like, fame oh, or something. Oh, that was way episode one. Oh. That was the fashion show. I like, thought modern, that one... modern times, modern beauty, historical beauty. I thought that one was lame. I don't know why lame is my word today. But that one was so lame. Yeah. But this one was great. This... But it wasn't this one. Because was... was a... <laughs> anyway, this was a design challenge. I remember Jimbo's outfits being interesting. Um... Who won for this one? I don't remember. This one was won by Jessica Wilde. Oh, yeah. I would not have picked Jessica, but she did do fine. I like Jessica's cereal look. Like, it was fair enough. Also, a thing that I have learned, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting, is when they judge design challenges and balls like this, where the outfit is what they're judging, the judges don't really use the runway as their main judgment. Yes, they have a photo. They have a photo. And this is, like, what the photo looks like. Like, it's back, gray background. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, an iPad photo they snapped. Yeah. Which does change things for me, because I'm like, oh, that's why bad looks can... Because if you pose a bad look in a good way... Yeah. ...on that, it can really help. This was Jimbo's balls look. There was his dairy look. There was their dairy Oh, yeah, I like dairy. That was their fruity patootie look. Oh, I wasn't crazy about that one. That was kind of the only one really pushing the category. Oh, yeah. That was okay. I was also a little disappointed in that. Yeah. That was simple, but it did work for the category. But Jimbo didn't win, Jessica won. And I think that was deservedly so. Episode four. We have the elimination of Darian Lake. Oh, yeah. You really like Darian. I was excited for Darian. Darian mm-hmm. had gone through, like, a personal journey. Yeah. They had a health scare for a while. Mm-hmm. And then they, they got better. They lost some weight. They felt more comfortable in who they were. They were feeling so excited. I was ready for... I was ready to dip my feet back into the cool waters of Darian Lake. Mm-hmm. But... Part of me does respect Darian doing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, the first episode, they did the Billie Eilish oh, yeah. for Modern Looks. Oh, yeah. And you and I were like, 
whoa, that's so cool because it's so not. Yeah. It's intentionally doing Billie Eilish's brand of not fashion. Uh-huh. Fashion. Uh-huh. And I liked, I respected Darian for doing it, but the judges didn't. They didn't like it. Uh. They were like, that's not fashion. It's like, that's the point. But this episode was the advertisements for their fake TV shows. And Darian's group was just a chaotic myth. So this is the one Jimbo did the murdering nerd. Oh yeah. TV show. I did not like this one. I didn't like any of them. Then there was Heidi and Lala's one. They had the oh, silly yeah. voices. They were like kind of gross. Yeah. And then uh James, Darian, and Alexis had... Oh, yeah, they were way too high concept. They were like rich people on a boat that got crashed on a deserted island, but it's where the deserted island wasn't deserted. It was was full of dead celebrities. Celebrities we all thought were dead, but they weren't dead. And then they had to, like, survive because the dead celebrities were trying to kill them. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't tell their secret, even though they're all deserted on this same island. Yeah. It's not like a bad pitch for a TV show, mm-hmm. but that's really high concept for a trailer. Yes. And it was too high concept. And this was the episode where Alexis threw Darian under the bus during the uh, critiques. Y- yeah. Because they were... Because Jimbo had my one of my favorite moments that episode, where Jim. Alexis was talking, and they just cut to Jimbo with the oh, steering with the wheel. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, steering wheel, honk the horn. And yeah, Alexis totally threw Darian under the bus. Yeah, Alexis <laughs> was not very good at that this this season. She came across very, like, mean girl, which was kind of weird. Alexis is just drama. She's good at drama. Uh-huh. Uh. So Alexis suspected that it was going to be too high concept, and then she was like, I don't know, do you guys think this is too high concept? And they were like, no. And she was like, okay. And then they did it. So she didn't really put up that much of a fight. No, which is like, in a different context, like, that would be a reason. Because she didn't phrase it like that mm-hmm. in front of the judges. I can't, rem- I can't remember exactly how she phrased it. But in a different, like, season, we've seen people before get in trouble for that, right? In a group, knowing something's wrong and not, like, putting your foot down. Yeah. And then complaining about it later. And it's like, well, that's part of what being in a group is. Is like, yes. if you knew something was wrong, you should have, like, helped your group, you know? Yes. I think that if Alexis had done that, say that this was Jimbo, Candy, and Alexis, and uh-huh. it was the exact same skit, mm-hmm. had Alexis done that, she would have been going home. Yeah. But the fact is, she had Darian, who had been in the bottom now three times in four mm. episodes. I think the group was just basically like, it's Darian's time to go. Yeah. So, that kind of protected Alexis, but it did give her the... She was beginning her villain arc this yes. season. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's when Darian left. That week was won by Jimbo as the nerd. Yeah. Which, I didn't really like that skit, but that's fine. Um, I thought Jimbo was good in the skit. Yeah. Um, Darian, I I like Darian, but I'm pretty neutral on her. Oh, yeah. Remember during Jimbo's skit, uh-huh. which was a good example of a group quite challenging each other and it working, 
is because originally Candy really wanted just one of the pit crew to be the villains. Mm-hmm. And then they would all be, like, the popular girls. Yeah. And Jim Miller's Jim like, it doesn't like, make sense to give such a big role to somebody who doesn't matter. Who's not competing. Yeah. And they were right. <laughs> not someone who doesn't matter in life. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't matter, pit crew. Back in your box. <laughs> Um, I also, that reminds me, is there is a really interesting setup to the finale, not to the, the end of this episode, in this episode, where their group, Jimbo, Candy, and Jessica, seemed like they were in a lot of trouble, because they were, like, freaking out Michelle, because they were being way too raunchy and stuff, and she kept having to pull them back, mm-hmm. but I think they say it. At the judging table, I think, with the other group. I don't think it was the one in the bottom. Or maybe it was. I'm not sure. But, you know, they say it's always better to go too far and have someone pull you back than, like, to not give enough. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like that did really, like, hold. And I do... I was glad that they, like, it all worked out. (laughs) I appreciated consistency in judging this year. Yeah. Like, it felt like... It felt a lot more than some other seasons when the judges said something, they meant it. Yeah. And they would remember it later. Yeah. Which sometimes is an issue where they're like, hey, you should challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. And then they go challenge themselves. And then the judge is like, this was not a good time to challenge yourself. You should have played it safe. Yeah. And it was like, well, what do you want? So next up we have, ooh, we have episode five with the Snatch Game. Where no one is eliminated because Heidi and Closet quits the competition. Now, Heidi has said there was other stuff going on Mm -hmm. that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff that she said, like she had family members pass away right before going on the show and stuff like that. And that happened also on her last time, so she felt just a lot of stress being there. Yeah. She also clearly didn't like the drama and the fights and being framed in a dishonest way based on that one fight we saw. Uh-huh. And she also, as she also said, she wasn't being seen. She's like, if I'm not going to be seen, why am I here? Which I dislike that reason the most. Yeah. I, cause the, I was really, really, I was, I, I never saw a Heidi season. Mm-hmm. So this was my introduction to her, and I was really, really liking her. And I was really liking everything she was bringing. Oh, yeah, I thought she should have won the design challenge. The ball, yes. The ball. And um, <clears throat> so I was really sad um, that she left. And I was a little mad at her, <laughs> as I expressed to you. Mm-hmm. Because how it's shown to me in the sequence of events in the show is... It felt like she left to win an argument. And that's, like, how I felt, and I was kind of annoyed with her for that. Now, afterwards, with all the additional context, it's a lot more complicated. But I do think it's interesting that that's how it felt within the editing of the show. And I wish they... It's kind of similar to when Isis left, in that, as a viewer, it felt very, very sudden. Because, you know, we hear from Isis later that, you know, she was, like, feeling these things and all of this stuff pretty long term but we never see anything leading up to it but also she might not have been showing this sort of thing on camera 
No, I know. I think it's just like a um apparel of reality mm-hmm. television in a lot of ways and that you can't mm-hmm. create these sort of like smooth storylines sometimes because right. it depends what people show you. Now, important context, which I know we both agree with, which is if you need to leave the show for mental health, like if you're struggling there, mm-hmm. no no game show, no competition is worth your mental health struggling like that much yeah so like if she felt she had to go she should go yeah like it doesn't matter yeah so some people go too far the other way Mm -hmm. or like you took a spot and it's unacceptable to quit and it's like calm down it's a tv show yeah there's no literally so many spots lots of people get their turn and heidi had to focus on herself I did think it was interesting, though, that she... And I don't... She said that she was... The way it was framed, and I don't know if it was that she was disqualified from the fame games, but she framed it like she had chosen not to. Do you know anything about that? Because okay. so I wish as part, she was in them. As part of the fame games, you had to be there to film the runways every oh. episode and do the talent show. And for the finale. And she didn't want to do And that. Heidi wanted to go home. Gotcha. From my understanding. I got you. So, so she had, she would have had to stay. She would have still had to stay. Like, oh. all the other girls were there the whole time. That makes sense. Doing their runways each week. They yeah. just weren't competing for it. Okay. Like, they weren't competing for the main episode anymore. Yeah. So, since Heidi wanted to leave, leave. Yeah, that makes sense. She wasn't in any of it anymore. Which is a shame, because she had such great looks, and I would have loved to see more of them. I think we all... I think Heidi probably would have... One the fame games, yeah, I'd because too. Isis was able to come back her season, but she didn't have to do stuff every week, mm-hmm. so she could come back for the finale. Mm-hmm. But I think since if Heidi stayed, she would have had to do stuff every week. Yeah, Heidi did also say RuPaul never came to like do a talk with her, like try and talk her out of it or anything. Mm-hmm. But the difference here, because this also happens later. Mm-hmm. Is that RuPaul was probably in the middle of getting their makeup on, mm-hmm. which takes them about three to four hours. Okay. So RuPaul probably couldn't, there was no one to go talk to her. Yeah. To like stop it. Because Michelle and Ru were both in the makeup chair. Well, I don't like that expectation anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm just pointing out that they, Ru came in later to talk to the people who were trying to quit. Yeah. They didn't this time. But it's also not Rue's job to say you should try and stay. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused as that as, like, a point, because that feels... I don't know. Heidi brought it up. That feels to me, again, as, like, a, ooh, I want you... I want to be chased. I want someone to chase me. Yeah. To, like, prove that they want me here. It's... I Obviously, we weren't there. We don't know anything, mm-hmm. all the details. And if Heidi felt she had to go, she should go. But there does seem a part of it does seem to be Heidi didn't feel like she was being seen which she seems to have said yeah and if she wasn't being seen she's like what am I doing here Mm -hmm. so if I don't if they don't want to see me here I'll just go yeah I don't know it's interesting which I don't that's the one I don't like it's a complicated situation but like I still like her even if I'm unsure how I feel about the whole thing like I still really like her as a queen I've seen Um, Heidi live before she's very talented yeah I follow her on Instagram. Um, so she did win her season's Miss Congeniality. Interesting. Hmm. So, I'm excited to see what Heidi does in the future. They probably won't have her back for a while. 
but probably. Um. So this was the. Uh, this was also a really good snatch game. Yes, this was Jimbo's third win. Jimbo did amazing as uh, Aunt Judy. Um, no, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Yes, that was really funny. That was, that was probably really one of the funny, top. Really out of the box and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I actually liked most people. Um, James's Jennifer Coolidge was also really good. Yes, I also mm-hmm. thought Heidi's uh black beard i think is who she was the pirate mm-hmm. i thought that that was funny really the only one who struggled was what's her face kahana well, kahana was the one that most struggled yeah uh here's the thing interesting thing though yeah kahana and heidi had a lot of fighting i know on uh, twitter on twitter mm-hmm. basically the dispute is during snatch game heidi was trying to either set Heidi was trying to interact with mm-hmm. Kahana. Mm-hmm. And Heidi says she was trying to set her up for jokes so yeah. she could get jokes that landed yeah. because she wasn't doing as hot. And Kahana felt like she was kicking her while she was down yeah. because she wasn't getting the jokes. Like, she wasn't landing any jokes, and Heidi kept throwing jokes her way, and she wasn't hitting any of them. Mm-hmm. Again, obviously, we weren't in the room so we don't Honestly, know the nuance, but I, I think both interpretations are valid. Like, I think Heidi, I don't think Heidi was doing that to be mean, but I can understand why that is how yes. Kahana perceived her actions. Yes. And I think, like, even when Kahana brought it up in the show, which kind of started the fight that we'll get into more, um, I actually really liked Heidi's response where she was like, you know, that's not what I was intending to do, but I'm so sorry if I made you feel like that. This, like, wasn't yeah. what I was trying to do. In the end, in my opinion, that's how Snatch Game is played, is you interact in character with the judges and with each other. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. So if she was interacting with you and you weren't landing the jokes, you weren't landing the jokes. Yeah. It's not Heidi's fault. So I'm kind of team Heidi Uh on that one. Yeah. Uh, And then the second part of the fight was... Well, on Twitter? No, on in Heidi's fight. But we're talking about the fight? I want to talk about the fight for a specific reason. (laughs) Because of Alexis? Kind of. In part. Uh I have more detail. Okay. That Candy has talked about. Ooh, that's exciting. (laughs) Because she talked about it at Nisha's reaction. Okay, so background for the fight, if nobody knows. So Kahana starts talking to Heidi about how she doesn't like what, like, Heidi was doing during the thing, and she felt like Heidi was, like, kicking her while she was down. She didn't appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. Heidi said, oh, that's, like, not what I was trying to do. I'm sorry that you felt that way. Um, and then it tr- steamrolls, no, snowballs. Um, Candy brings up. Candy brought it up? I think Candy brought it up. Okay, so Candy, Heidi, and Jimbo had an alliance very early on. Yeah. And then there's some talk between other people about different alliances, but they were they were an alliance early on that they seemingly, at least that we saw, didn't talk to anyone else about. Yeah. It was just between the three of them. It was a little secret. Um, what was it? Somebody came to Jimbo. Heidi came to Jimbo, was it? And told Candy Jimbo. Candy asked why Heidi went to Jimbo. And, and told Jimbo that Candy didn't have Jimbo's back. 
No, Candy was gunning to get rid of Jimbo. Yeah. It's important. Candy yeah. was going to get rid of Jimbo when she could. Uh-huh. And Jimbo was like, well, what do you mean well, what do you mean by this? Yeah. And then Candy, or Heidi was like, everyone heard it. Alexis, you heard it. And Alexis kind of sheepishly says, yeah. And then Candy starts talking, and then Alexis just backs down immediately. Yeah, Candy's like, like I don't, I don't you heard me say that? And then Alexis is like, no. And then everyone's like, well, what does that mean? And then Alexis is just like, I don't know. And it's like, Alexis, <laughs> what the fuck? So here's the context. Okay. Which is, this season had a problem that uh-huh. the producers had to actually talk to the girls about. Uh-huh. Where every time they were like, hey, let's do the chatter, like, on the couches uh-huh. or when they're getting their makeup on. The girls were only telling sad stories. Yeah. Like, every girl would tell a sad story. And then another girl would tell a sad story about that sad story. And everything was just sad. Mm. And the producer's like, guys, there's other things than sad stories. Like, we need other stuff. Yeah. And they weren't doing it. And it was making... It was making the producers really annoyed. And the thing is, Candy has said two things. One, Candy and Jimbo were on tour getting ready for All Stars 8. Mm-hmm. So they both knew they were going. Yeah. And they both had promised before they left they would not eliminate each other. Yeah. So the two of them knew the whole time they would never eliminate each other. That's so like sweet. Like before. Yeah. And Candy also said... She was really bored the whole time she was there uh-huh. because all the girls that she was, like, ready to gab with and, like, do fun conversations uh-huh. were sent home first and second. Aww. So Candy was bored, and so she just loved starting drama. Okay. And so she was... She went... Candy did tell people Jimbo <laughs> was a threat. Uh-huh. She never said she was going to get rid of her, uh-huh. but what she did is she got into the van uh-huh. at the end of the day with uh, half the girls, yeah. but not Jimbo. Uh-huh. And she was like, so we all know Jimbo's the biggest threat, right? Yeah. And all the other girls were like, yep, yep, yep. All of us know that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where that came from. Okay. Because... Candy had told everyone... I mean, it does sound like she's gunning for Jimbo. <laughs> yes. And then apparently James said in the van, I thought we all knew that and we're going for her, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where Heidi said when was coming from. Yeah. Where she's like, you t- said I read that. But Candy's disagreement here seems to be, I never said I was going for her. I just said she was the biggest threat. Yeah. Which is like the te- most technical difference. But also, Candy was intentionally wanting to start drama, because there was no drama happening. Yeah. And everyone was bored. Yeah. Which, now knowing that, kind of makes it more fun, that Candy was just trying to start drama. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work, because it was very confusing in terms of Candy's intentions. Yeah. So... That is the context for that, that Candy has given. So Candy is then implying, or, yeah, she's implying that Heidi is, like, lying, and she just told Jimbo this as, like, I don't know, 
like a double cross, like deep fake thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Heidi is upset by that. And then that is kind of what leads to Heidi to leave. Yes. Wait, who left this episode? Oh, yeah, Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> no one got eliminated. They had a bottom two that they just didn't eliminate. What are they? What were they doing again? That was Snatch Game in the bottom. Right, Snatch Game. The bottom two was Jessica Wilde and Kahana. Jessica also didn't have a great Snatch Game. So then the next day, or the next episode, I don't even remember what happened. What happened? But everyone just starts crying, and then suddenly everyone, it's seemingly everyone's just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> that wasn't the next day. Yes, it no, was. No, 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 no. It was no. the next episode. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, that's the episode after. Ugh. Because the next episode was when James Manfield was eliminated uh-huh. in the Rusical. Uh-huh. She did so good. Yes, she did good. This was Everyone one of the, did really good. This is one of those episodes. I don't know if this is the episode Michelle said it. She said it at some point. I think it where, is. Where this is the week we're separating the A's from the A's pluses. Because yeah. everyone did amazing. Yeah. And that genuinely is true. Everyone did do really good. Mm. I was really... I really liked James. I was enjoying her stuff. And I thought she did a great job in the musical. So I was yes. sad to see her leave. Yes. This was a... I really liked this musical. This was a really good one. It was a really good it one. It actually got us to watch... Uh, Mommy Dearest. Yeah. Yeah. Because... This is just what it is. And it was really good. Everyone was... It was a really well-written musical. Yes. They have, whoever's doing their musicals right now... Has been doing a great job. The past few have been great. Yeah. They have a good musical writer. Yeah, they do. So, this was good. Everyone had really fun parts. Uh, Kahana had showgirl Joan. Yeah. This was Kahana leaning into her strengths. Uh-huh. Uh... She was in the bottom this episode because basically her face wasn't always on. Yeah. Which really was the judges like stretching yeah. to find something. Yeah. But I guess at a certain point you got to stretch if that's all you got. And then up second was James with Mama, Mommy Dearest Joan. Mm-hmm. Who did great in her performance, but her runway look was rough. Right. Which yeah. is why she, I think she was in the yeah, bottom. Right, yeah. Uh, oh, third up was Candy Muse with No More Wire Hangers. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. She won for this. You're going through every song? I'm going through the ones I like. Okay. And, uh, I, those she are, won. I wouldn't have had her win, but that's fine. You wouldn't have had her won? Who would you have had won? I don't remember. I just remember that I wouldn't have had her win. Wow, that's shocking to me. Really? To me, this is like one of the best musicals she's ever done. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, Candy's musical performance is one of the best musical performances. That's ever happened? In my opinion. Oh. It's like up there. Okay. She's a great No More Wire Hangers. That song's a bop. Yeah, and that's she good. nails it. <sighs> I don't remember. I wish I did. Uh, we also watched this one apart. Yes. This... So we had different experiences. I think I would have had James win, but I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. You did like James. Yeah. Uh there was I liked Jessica too. Uh Lala was good. I really liked Alexis. I liked Alexis did great this episode as boardroom rule or boardroom Joan. Yeah. And then Jimbo played old woman Joan. 
-hmm. which was very smart of Jimbo because then Jimbo didn't have to dance as much. Because Jimbo is not a dancer. Mm -hmm. And Jimbo basically used all his capital from the first four wins of the season to make up in the finale of the series that he couldn't dance. Mm -hmm. Anyway, good episode. Good musical. Next up is the improv one, which is where Kahana tries to quit. The improv one? Yes. It's the one Lala one. They're like private... It's an investigator type thing. An investigator type thing? Yeah, they were like doing improv because they were investigating the murder of uh, Oh yeah, Little Pound Cake. It was in the stupid room. I hate when they do that. Yeah. I hate when they do that. I, I erased know. it from my memory. I mean, ugh, gross. I don't love it when they use the work room. So boring. Beyond. The most boring. That sort of thing. Yeah, is a set? Horrible. I hate it. They should ban it forever. <laughs> But Lala Ree was very good this episode. Don't remember. I was not kidding. Okay, I will talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was the episode at the start where Kahana is like, oh no, it's another comedy challenge. I just can't win those. And she basically tries to quit. Yeah. Because she's like, I can't win, so what's the point? I go home. And this is when they, like, rush ruin. But doesn't, like, Alexa start crying, too, or something? Yeah, but Alexis cried every episode. <laughs> but she was, like, really, like... Anyway. Yeah. yeah, Alexis was crying, and I think the show was concerned Alexis might also yeah, walk out. Yeah, that was the vibe. A lot of the girls seemed like they were going to walk out. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I could just see, like, the producer... Like, like, I could, panicking. I, I just see, like, the producer on set being, like, oh, no, what do we do? What do we do? Get Rue in here. Yeah, so someone they grabbed just... Rue, and Rue was, like, he was basically just, like, hey, everyone just... It's a TV show. Calm down. Strap the fuck up and, like, chill out. <laughs> he was kind of grumpy. Like, it was kind of like um kindergartners, like, getting told off. Like. <laughs> Can't or Jessica like brought it to be honest. Like they, they were did. being ridiculous, and he, I he did a good job actually at it because he, he there wasn't like a shit ton of platitudes, and it's kind of hard to tell someone that they're being a baby, <laughs> like if they're being unreasonable. And he was kind of like, "This is a great opportunity, and it's fun. Calm down, <laughs> like have fun, damn it." <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was in a way that, like, didn't feel too self-aggrandizing or anything. See, this is where Rue This is where Rue shines, which is giving not super deep, but kind of <sighs> motivating speeches. Yeah, Rue's very good at like empty motivational quotes. Type I don't thing. agree. He he's good at them. You don't have to like them. Yeah. I know you don't like a lot of them, but Rue's good at making them. Yeah. He's good here for this. He got them he got them all to refocus, be like, that's a fun. And then Jimbo helped <sighs> Kahana like figure out how to do a character by basically being like, uh do what you think's funny and you'll have fun doing it. Yeah. If you think you're having fun then they're going to have fun. Uh-huh. 
And it really helped. Con- even though Kahana was in the bottom, this was yeah, another... she did a really good job. I was surprised. It was, like, one of those ones where everyone did really good. It was another separating the A's from the A's pluses. Yeah. Was... Which, again, I feel like is part of what did make this feel like an All-Stars for me. You mm-hmm. know? Like, we had that with All-Stars 7, where it felt almost every challenge everyone was doing so amazing. It was, yeah. like, hard... And it was nice in that one that, like, no one was getting sent home again because, like, everyone was doing so well. And we got that a lot this season, I felt like, where everyone was really good at what they were doing. Yeah. So, this episode, Kahana is eliminated with the bottom two other one being Alexis. Alexis did worse than Kahana, but... She had a better track record. Kahana, this was Kahana's fourth bottom. Yeah. She hadn't won since episode one. Everyone's being very mathematical. Even though Alexis hadn't won, she hadn't been in the bottom four times. Yeah. So it was Kahana's time to go. But Lala re-won her first win. She was really funny as the security guard. She was fine. I felt like they gave this to her just because they wanted somebody else to win. I think that's also true. Because <laughs> I think, realistically, Jimbo also could have won this. Yeah. But I think they were like, we can't just give Jimbo another win. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted someone else to win. So Kahana, or Lala Ri won. She See, did I like Lala Ri. I just didn't really like her character that much. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't mean, like, obviously you're not supposed to like the character. I just mean it's not really a character that I enjoy. But mm-hmm. I felt this, I felt similarly with some of Jimbo's characters that he won for. It is interesting that we always use Jimbo as he. Yeah, well, I I find that I do that for like Bob the drag queen too. It's like yeah. if they if there's a very like male coded name, I feel like it's kind of mm-hmm. natural. But I do wonder if we're supposed to. But I don't know. Most drag queens are very fluid with pronouns. Mm-hmm. So this was the episode where Alexis brought up. Repeatedly, consistently, many Ruby. times, that she will never forget Lala resaving her. And she'll always be grateful for Lala resaving her. Yeah. And this was a design episode. Mm. And the premise was all the girls had to make a look with a box inspired by a previous drag race winner. Yeah. So, uh, I don't remember everyone's boxes, but Jimbo had Trixie. Yeah. And Alexis had Trinity. Mm. Uh, who had Shay? Um, oh, Shay was Lollary. Yeah. I think. Uh, anyway, so they all do their looks. Yeah. And Candy and Lala's are the most rough. Mm-hmm. So they're in the bottom two. And mm-hmm. Alexis and Jessica's just very safe this episode. Yeah. Which was, I'm sure, fine by her. Mm-hmm. She was high, but I she, I don't think she was really in contention to win. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jimbo's is really funny because he puts the beads as the face. Yeah. But Alexis's outfit is just genuinely beautiful. I don't remember it. It's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful pageant dress, which is why you wouldn't remember it. But it is beautiful. So Alexis wins. Yeah. Alexis gets to go off against Nikki Doll. Mm Mm-hmm. 
who most people were a little upset about because she's not really a lip sync assassin. Okay. She's not that well known for being good at lip syncs, but mm. she is the host of Drag Race France. So okay. She's the lip sync assassin. She loses to Lala Ree, not to Lala Ree, to Alexis. Yeah. So Alexis picks who goes home and she sends Lala Ree home. It was very weird. <laughs> no one knows why. No one fully knows why. Alexis was direct with her in Untucked, which you didn't see. Okay. Where she's like, hey, I remember it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to keep you safe. Okay. So she was more honest than we first thought. Yeah. And everyone else also voted for Lala. Which is interesting. Yeah, and we don't know why. It is really interesting, especially because up so up until this point, everyone's been very numbers-based. But Lala and Candy are pretty equal. Yes. Um, Both have one win. Uh, at this point, no bottoms. And it's so interesting, because in the next episode, they're kind of talking to Alexis about it. Um... And she just keeps being like, oh, there was just nothing separating the two. It was so hard to decide. And it's so weird because it's like we've just seen her for a whole episode heavily imply, like Cheryl give it to her. She didn't say that she was going to do it. Heavily imply that she was going to save Lala if the occasion ever comes. And then she's just like, yeah, it was so hard because they were like so evenly matched. It's like, yeah. So in that case. You saved the person who you said you were going to. Yeah. And then, like, immediately after, she seems to be trying to create, like, this alliance with Candy. And it's, like, yes. really weird vibes. Here's it was just the thing weird. That seems. The narrative seems to be formed that Lala thought if she got rid. Or Alexis thought if she got rid of Lala, Candy would be loyal to her mm-hmm. for the rest of the episodes. Which is not the worst strategy, inherently. Yeah. But. Also, it's a bad strategy. Yeah. For the fact that Candy just saw how she lied about her alliance with Lala. So why would she trust this one? Exactly. Especially because Candy and Alexis don't appear to have that much of a relationship outside the show. Yeah, like they don't interact very much. Like it's not like Candy and Jimbo who tour all the time. So it was a bold move. It was very weird. And it probably wasn't the most logical. And Alexis said online after, she regrets it and would have done the opposite now. Yeah. Which is like, (sighs) okay. It was a very weird move. And it was like, it was also similar because like, it's not like Lala was like a clear, like stronger threat to her or anything like that. Like it was just weird. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, what even happened that episode? That was the episode where they did the roast. Oh, the roast was really good. It was a really it was good, a roast. good roast. Another I, classic episode of separating our A's from A's. I love when nobody bombs. I hate watching someone bomb. I don't like it. And I was really proud of everyone. I thought they all did a great job. I was really glad that Jimbo's character paid off because they were kind of setting it up that it was not going to pay off. Yeah. Personally, not my favorite because I don't never really like Joan Rivers, um, but I'm glad they do. <laughs> um, but and, Jimbo did well. Great. Candy didn't do quite as good actually. Candy was on the bottom, wasn't she? This episode, yeah. Uh, Candy and Jessica and Alexis. This was everyone. You're oh, the top but or the, in the bottom. Oh, so Jimbo, that's interesting. 
So Jimbo won, and then everyone else was in the bottom. Also, the episode for me that Jessica totally won me over, and I wasn't expecting it because I wasn't a huge fan of Jessica in her original season. Can't remember why, like just vibes, I think. And so I wasn't really particularly excited to see her in this one, and I was kind of annoyed with her early in the season. Again, not for any, not not even annoyed. I was just indifferent. Like I was like, yeah, she can stay, she can leave, whatever. Um. And then her and Jimbo start interacting a lot. And I'm like, that's cute. I don't really care about Jessica, but I think it's nice that they're getting along so well. Don't know why, but this episode Switch flipped, and I was like, I love Jessica, and Jessica is great, and this is very cute. I don't know what happened. There's a sincerity and a sweetness in Jessica that's kind of hard to replicate. Actually, I can actually articulate a little bit better. Um, This, I think in her first season, and this is a problem we've talked about with early drag race especially is early drag race really liked race humor directed at like your own race like making fun of your own ethnicity or whatever yes they thought that was so funny yes i just don't think it's very funny um and to my memory jessica kind of fell into that and i think in part out of necessity because she has talked about how she couldn't really speak english very well when she came on the show Mm-hmm. so she didn't know what was going on half the time um but i think in that season like besides that i think sort of self-effacing comedy was like really her thing and i felt like she kind of kind of stopped doing that at this point mm-hmm. and this is when i like really saw her completely redirect her comedy in another way and i really liked it mm-hmm. and so i think like that's also part of what won me over yes I would agree. Jessica did really good. I'm so glad she got to shine this episode, even though she wasn't at the bottom. And this was the episode that Jimbo finally won a lip sync. Oh my god. So Jimbo's not a good lip syncer. And it was so frustrating. One of the things is, and we started getting into like TikTok discourse about this as well, because Jimbo is funny. And Jimbo is good at physical comedy. We saw that with Shirley Temple. We see yeah. that with lots of shit. We thought during that lip sync, he was going to pull out Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, and I don't... It, anyway, for some reason, Jimbo kept approaching the lip syncs in exactly the same way, in a way that he's not good at, which is like classic sexy dancing lip sync. And it's like, Jimbo, you need to be funny. Like, that's your thing. That's how you're going to get through this. Uh-huh. You need to bring a character. You need to be funny. Like, obviously. And here's the thing is, I want to add a little, the tiniest defense to Jimbo. It doesn't make up for it. Yeah. Jimbo went up against some of the toughest lip sync assassins, just, I think, by coincidence, mm-hmm. which was Pangina Heels, Chanel, and Jasmine Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So it'd be hard. It would be hard for anyone to win those lip syncs. But that's not fully our issue. It's not that Jimbo wasn't winning them. It's that Jimbo was bombing them. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. And we were just... And it's because Jimbo kept trying to be sexy. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm such a dancing sexy girl. Yeah. And it's like, Jimbo, that... It's you just, gotta know that's not your brand. It's just, yeah. Like... It's not her thing, and it's not what she's good at, you know? Yeah. Like, if she's gonna be sexy, she's gonna be sexy in, like, some sort of weird way. You know what I mean? Jimbo's sexy in, like, a... Look how outrageously sexy I am. Yeah. Or Jimbo can be glamorous. Yeah. Jimbo can be funny and glamorous, but I Jimbo just doesn't do 
that type of and sexy it, well. It was so frustrating because it felt like she was just never like reevaluating, you know. And anyway, in this one, she brings out her classic baloney clown thing. Baloney ghost. Casper the baloney ghost is very gross. And I don't particularly like, it kind of freaks me out, but I was so relieved that she was doing something. And we know that Rue likes this baloney ghost. Yes. Because she's done it for her before. Yes. So I was like, thank God. And she finally won one. And it was such a relief. Yes. Jimbo actually won a title. Mm -hmm. I was very grateful that Jimbo won because... It was driving us wild. Yeah. And we were like, we, I think we both had kind of this idea. Maybe it was just me. Mm-hmm. But if Jimbo had made it to the finale yeah. and he could never, or they could never have won a lip sync, mm-hmm. it was going to make me question if they deserved the crown. I think the thing that's frustrating with Jimbo too is like, with Pythia, Pythia was very bad. We love Pythia, but Pythia's Pythia very bad heart. at lip syncing. But, Jimbo has potential to be good at lip syncing. Jimbo's a good performer. Yes. Like, and it's, so it's frustrating because it's like, They're actually you're very only similar. doing this bad because you're not playing to your strengths. Yeah. And it's like hard to see somebody who you know could do a good job at this task, just not do it. Yeah. yeah. No, we both love Jimbo, so which is probably, we both loved and were rooting from Jimbo from the moment they were announced. Yeah. Well, because it felt like we got so... It felt like we got robbed with Jimbo both in her original season and with UK. Yeah. Because Jimbo was doing so great with UK, and then they got, like, kicked out the moment that they could be, you know? Which I don't... That's that's just a show. Like, we're not... We don't hate Pangina Heels or anything. No, it was the vibe of that one, which I didn't like. I thought it made for a worse show, but... That was... That's just that show is chaos on their season. And then Canada season one, as you said, the judges did not like Jimbo. Yeah. Particularly Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Yeah. Was not. Jimbo wasn't seen before. This was the first time Jimbo was getting a chance to be fully seen. Mm-hmm. And we were just mad that they were like, okay, Jimbo, this is your chance to shine. And then Jimbo was like, I'm going to do this. And, and I was I did, like, why? I did see some narratives online that this season was just an excuse for, like, to give Jimbo a crown. Um, and honestly, <laughs> I agree a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not mad about it because I want Jimbo to have a crown. It's kind of, for me, it's the same as Jinx on season seven. I disagree with the Jinx part. Okay. But I will say there well, I are don't s- think I don't think season seven was made for her to get a crown. I just I, think there I was have a better comparison. I think there was like a little bit of stuff where it was like Jinx could have not won, but that she did because she's Jinx. And I'm okay with it because she's Jinx and I want her yes. to win. I think this is more like All Stars Five. I don't know that one. Yeah, but I do. That's why I Ugh. That season felt like from the moment it began mm-hmm. it was for Shea Coulee to get her crown. Yeah. And even though Shay objectively did not do the best that season, mm. like if you compare any track record, that was Miss Cracker. But the show felt like it was for Shay Coulee to get her crown. And Shay Coulee did a good job. Good enough that the show was like, yeah, we can give it to her. It's not the same as that. It felt like that. 
It felt like that. It felt like but that. But Jimbo was doing really good. Yeah, this time Jimbo did better than Shay did that season. Well, my yeah, point... that's why it's the same. That's why it's more similar to Jinx. Okay. I don't. I think we're pulling hairs on why which one has to be similar. <laughs> but sure, if you would prefer it to be Jinx, we can say Jinx. But anyway, I think when they were making this season, yeah, I I have no proof of this. There's no leaks or anything. This is purely a guess. Mm. I feel like RuPaul went to the producers and said, I want Jimbo in this season. Yeah. And they were, like, told, get me Jimbo. This yeah. was a special RuPaul request. Because Jimbo is loved by RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul's and Jimbo just... doesn't make any sense to be on here. No. Like... Other than the fact <laughs> that RuPaul was Loves like, Jimbo. it's my show. Yeah. I would like Jimbo to be here. And so they were like, okay, we'll ask Jimbo to be here. Yeah. And Jimbo loves TV. They said yes. This also That's probably... Also... This also probably means that if they do an all-winner season, yeah. we'll get another season of Jimbo. Well, that's also one of the things I love about Jimbo, is Jimbo loves Drag Race. Like, yeah. Jimbo, like, and I mean the competition. Yeah. Like, Jimbo really thrives in the setting, and it's And Jimbo nice. said that. I know, and it's fun to see people thriving. It's not fun to see, like, girls having a horrible time and they want to leave. Like There's some girls who go on the show, and they're amazing drag queens. Like, mm-hmm. Nisha Lopez. They're amazing. So talented, so good. But the one, one of the things they're just not good at is the drag race competition show. Yeah. And when you're on the show, and you see them, like, not having fun and yeah. struggling every week. Yeah. It's not as much fun for us. Yeah. Like, Selena's titties. She's a great drag queen. She was not great at Drag Race. Mm. And after a certain point, I just kind of felt sad yeah. that she was not having fun. Yeah. And it, you're right. Jimbo loves Drag Race. And I really like yeah. I really like that Jimbo loves Drag yeah, Race. Yeah, it makes it fun to watch. I, I feel like they're going to do another All Winners season at some point. Uh-huh. And I'm very confident Jimbo will be there. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if Jimbo should go. Mm-hmm. Jimbo won't win. Okay. I don't think Jimbo can win. Okay. But why? It's Jimbo who can't dance. So. <laughs> I guess Jinx couldn't dance. That's what I'm that saying. <laughs> the Jimbo Jinx comparisons just keep comparing. Okay, sure. Anyway, um, this is also the episode. Isn't Alexis in the bottom this episode? This is the episode Alexis is eliminated. And she is fucking wild and out. She's being so weird still. To remind you, I know we talked about a lot in the middle here. This is still the episode after she just got rid of Lala Ree. And we don't know why. And it was a very weird decision. And then now she, throughout the episode, is tr- seemingly trying to make this like alliance with Candy. And then you told me, well, you tell it. Because you were telling me you saw something from Dre- like Untucked or something. About what? I need to context. She was, like, trying to betray Candy, like, with Jessica or Oh, something. yes. There's a whole clip. There's a very funny compilation of clips. Uh-huh. Of if you actually put all the shots of Jessica reacting to every time Alexis cries. Yeah. Every time Jessica's just like, oh, we're doing this again? Uh-huh. And it gets funnier throughout the season. Because uh-huh. every time she just, like... Sips her drink and goes, okay. And then this episode, Alexis tries to form the alliance with Candy. Yeah. And then when she's meeting with Jessica, she tries to form the alliance. So you're like, I'm not with, I'm not with Candy. Yeah. She like wants her she and Jessica to get Jessica to, to get an alliance. Out. 
Yeah. To get rid of Candy. Yeah. And Jessica is just, like, not even pretending to engage. Yeah. Like, it's she does not give it all. She has picked her choice yeah. and is ready to set sail. It was like, I don't know what was going on with Alexis these few episodes. Because it, it felt like, relatively, it came out of nowhere. Like, we did have the hint of her agreeing with the drama and then not agreeing with the drama and being that little chaos agent over there. <laughs> but other than that, and then suddenly... It's like she, like, I don't know. It's like she suddenly realized that she needed to have a strategy, but she, like, hadn't thought about it beforehand, so she just panicked and tried to do, like, all of the strategies at once. I think what happened was she could feel in the room everyone Mm -hmm. was going to vote for her, so she was trying, she was very desperately trying to do whatever she could to change votes, and it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Jessica... It was hilarious reacting to her crying because mm-hmm. Jessica just did not care mm-hmm. every time. And then they vote Alexis, or then Jimbo sends Alexis home. Yeah. In character, mind you. Jimbo never stops the Casper the Baloney Ghost character mm-hmm. while eliminating them, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then next week we have the makeover, the lesbian makeovers. Yeah. This episode's where Jessica Wilde is eliminated. Mm-hmm. Mostly just because... Everyone's makeovers, I want to say, were kind of lame, to be honest. Everyone was kind of lame this episode. I don't know yes. what everyone was doing. They were all just kind of boring and simple. Yes. And with Jimbo, it makes sense because Jimbo's uh, girl he got partnered with didn't... She wanted to be pretty. She didn't want to do any clown clown stuff which is most of what jimbo has like jimbo has some pretty stuff but it's like there's only some element of outrageousness also it was brought up i think by jessica wilde at the viewing party Mm -hmm. a big issue for jimbo was Uh that nothing jimbo brought even remotely fit this girl they were just way too different of sizes yeah which is why the bodysuit that she's wearing, apparently she's just wearing it backwards. Because that was the only way that it would, like, fit on her body. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, there's very real sort of practicality challenges with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it was the right decision. Like, I, I always think with these makeover challenges, personally, I hate when it feels like the queen is disregarding their makeoveree. Here's my thing on that. What? Is... To a certain extent, I I agree that they should be comfortable doing the makeover. Yeah. But I also think Jimbo should have stood their ground a bit more. I mean, like, I think you will look beautiful like this. No. In this way, because Jimbo had nothing else. I don't think so. Jimbo had nothing else for them, which is why they had just empty bodysuit basically Jimbo I think needed to make something even just like a big ass boa or one of the coats or something I don't know maybe but that's I, what I think I, I think working with what she needed was the best the good idea I think that it's okay to push them ask them to push themselves a bit more than no. what Jimbo did no I think that's fine Mm-mm. but anyway the problem that <laughs> Candy was the smartest with the outfit she brought, because that would fit almost any body type, because uh-huh. it was a baby doll dress. Yes. Oh, Candy's was so cute. Candy did the best. Yeah. that's what, So Candy won, because Candy's outfit was the best. Yeah. 
and Jessica and Jimbo were in the bottom. And a lot of people said Candy should have eliminated Jimbo. Strategically. Strategically. Yeah. But Candy has said, one, she had the alliance from the start. Yeah. And two, she didn't think the fandom would forgive her Mm -hmm. if she panginaed Jimbo. It is a valid thing to consider. Jimbo's fans are potent Mm. and aggressive. Yeah. Which never be mean or anything like that on social media. It's, as we've said many times, it is a TV show. It doesn't actually matter. It doesn't need to be that serious. This is for fun. Mm-hmm. So don't bully people online. Mm-hmm. Ginian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that the alliance was the factor. Yeah. And also, I do think Candy thought, if it's a dancing challenge, I can probably outdance her. It also was genuinely nerve-wracking, though, because with Candy being a little drama machine, she did create for the audience a lot of doubt. And, like, yes. I had no... As the audience, we saw Jimbo, Candy, and Heidi make an alliance, like, first episode, and then we never really saw Jimbo and Candy talk about it again. Yeah. Besides the argument in which Heidi accused Candy of gunning for Jimbo. So we had, like, no idea. And Candy never does, like, a behind-the-scenes or something where she's like, here's exactly what I'm thinking. So you mm-hmm. don't know. So it's actually, like, it was good in terms of television it, that, like, we did not know if Candy was going to save Jimbo or not. Yeah. We were only unclear, but she does. Woo! Thank goodness. The next week, we have the talent show from the Fame Games. Yeah. Which we already talked a lot about a little bit. Um, so, I really think they needed that outfit montage at the beginning. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, do you want to talk about the prize? Okay, so the prize for this week's ep- for this fan game kind of ruined the fan games for me yes. as a concept. I agree, and I like your idea way better. Okay, so the prize was that their votes will be multiplied. So the t- winner of this week will get to spin a wheel and get their votes multiplied. Now, there were two winners. Yeah. So two people got their votes multiplied. Mm-hmm. By different but, multipliers. Yes, because they which both I get to also spin, the, don't like. spin the wheel. And they also don't get to spin the wheel themselves. No. I just wish they gave them money. Yeah. Just say, the winner gets $1,000. Because you still get the talent show to show off what you have and to try to get people to vote for you. You know, it's like American mm-hmm. Idol, basically. Um, and, yeah, because Lala Ree ends up winning. And it kind of feels... Like, I like Lala Ree, but... And I really liked her performance in the thing. But Lala um, had bad runways. And the Fame Games was supposed to be about the runways, right? Like, that's how it was pitched at the beginning. So, it feels like she won because she got the times three multiplier. Oh, yeah, she did. I am just, like, I'm very confident about that. James got James only got times two multiplier. I loved her thing in the Fame Games. I also really loved Candies and Jimbos. And yep. I was glad that they got to show them. And... What was so great about Candy and Jimbo being the finalists, too, is they really felt like finalists, especially in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, they felt like the, um, what's that called? When you're on, like, the poster, or you're on, like, the, when you're on the, the marquee or whatever, is that what it's called? Yes. Like, both of their things felt 
grander than everyone else's. They felt like the main attraction. Yes. Which is, like, really nice to see. Yes. It's always sad when you get to a finale and you're like, I guess. guess Yeah. Which kind of felt like UK versus the world. It's like, I guess these are the final four. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It really, it to me, it kind of ruined the fame games as a concept because it they just picked the winner and then they won. I mean, it doesn't ruin it as concept. How they did it ruined it. That's my point. They could fix it. Why, why are you disagreeing on this? I'm not disagreeing with you that. You said you, it ruined it as a concept, which implies you never want them to do it again. Yeah. I, I, I guess you're sure. I, it ruined it as the at the end like it was ruined for me it to me it just means so little now yeah because lala could have gotten barely if i don't know what the size is but if lala just got ten thousand votes and everyone else got twenty eight thousand, lala still won yeah and i lala's talented but lala didn't feel like the right winner yeah James would have felt more like the right winner. I, really I was James. really rooting for Darian because uh-huh. Darian played the fame games yeah. the way I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Even like Monica was better in the runways. I just I was disappointed, but I'm happy like Lala won a title and won money. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just feels empty. It's sad when they. It's never satisfying when the rules feel unfair. Yes. And that felt like something that was, like, unfair to everyone else. Because it yes. felt like that was... It made it so that was the only thing that mattered. Yeah. I just wish they gave money. I liked the talent show. All the talents were really well done. They were fun. Uh-huh. Everyone was doing their own thing, but yeah. And then we get to the final episode. Mm-hmm. We have all the girls except Heidi as guests helping with the dance routine i thought it was cute that they were there and hanging out yeah they usually keep them around for the end of all stars yeah uh so basically they have to do a lip sync to a song challenge do a runway and then lip sync for the crown yeah uh they were like the they were the 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 little written personally written song things that they do yeah with like a little dance number and stuff i thought they were both good you know Um, they both leaned into their strengths candy had a good fun dance that she could slay mm -hmm. jimbo went for comedy dance that she could actually still dance to Mm -hmm. they both did great and then we had the actual lip sync then we had Wait, the no, run- then we had the runway. I loved Jimbo's runway. I liked Jimbo's runway. Was not into Candy's. No, Candy's... It was interesting. Candy's very hit or miss for me with runways. Yes. Candy swings big for runways, yeah. and they don't always land. I do appreciate her swinging big, but Jimbo also swings big, but they land usually. Yeah. Um, loved Jimbo's runway for this, which was great. Everyone and else then- had pretty good runways. I think I really loved Nasha's and Alexis's. I liked that girl who I don't normally like. Kahana. Oh, yeah. she has, hers was also gorgeous. I really liked Kahana's. She, it was she, different for her. She gave me something this time, which I appreciated. Yes. Good job, Kahana. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. Also, James, if the hair was a different color, yeah, I would have liked it a bit more. But otherwise, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do the fame game, and they show La La 1. Yeah. 
You were really confused for a second because you forgot that they do the pre-recorded endings. You're like, how did they know? Yeah, I was really confused. I forgot. <laughs> then I, yeah, then we remembered. I was like, is this live? Like, I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, then... They just all their endings. Then we have the final lip sync. And Jimbo had been teasing earlier that he had some, like, tricks up his sleeve. Which was smart of Jimbo. Don't try and out dance. Try and out funny. It was smart. I was disappointed, to be honest. I was it was, just, it was not enough, because Jimbo, the thing with Jimbo not being that good of a dancer is she just likes to, like, bounce. Yeah. And that's, like, her main thing, and it gets very boring. Yes. So she needs props and shit to, like, actually do stuff. Jimbo used her props way too fast. She had a few of them. She used them it wasn't so enough, quickly. And she had this, these huge boobs on, so I was expecting her to, like, rip them off at some point, like, something was hiding under there. She also had butt boobs, so yeah. she didn't even get really a reveal. It just kind of... She just had them. She just took them off. And I loved Can- Candy's lip sync here. I didn't really like Candy's I lip loved sync. it. I don't know why you didn't like it. I didn't like it that what much. What do you mean? I just didn't... I thought it was fine, I guess. I loved it. I kind of thought it was unmemorable. No, I loved it. I really I thought it was, like, it. so smart. She was... She was... Be- she was doing this, like, minimal, like, stylized thing, and I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Jimbo wins. Rue says the classic thing, uh, like he taking into account this lip sync and your performance, and we're I like, prefer, eh, I prefer Jim. I prefer him saying that because it's also true. You should take the whole season. If it's just yeah. the last lip sync, then it feels like what was the point of all that? Yes, like we went through a lot to get here, and it shouldn't be these last ten feet that matter. No, I agree that I think it is the better way to judge it. Um, and then Jimbo wins, which is very exciting. I wish she did better on the final lip sync, so I felt a little bit more triumphant. But I did want her to win, and I was excited. I thought Jimbo did fine. Apparently, this is according to Willem, uh-huh. who Willem is fun. Willem. Has sometimes had inaccurate information provided to them. So don't totally quote it. But Willem reported that the song was changed the day of Mm -hmm. the finale song to one that was funnier. Okay. So it might have been changed to help I don't remember it being that funny. The song's called Do You Want a Funk? Oh yeah, I guess. That's a pretty funny title. I guess. I well, we don't know what the first song was. I know it's true because it could have been like Celine Dion, and that was All Stars Eight. Jimbo is our winner. Candy is our runner-up. She I'm is ma- now the only girl to be. She's one of only two girls to ever be runner-up twice. I'm very excited that Jimbo won. Yes, Jim- it was a good season. I liked it. I'm glad about. I got. I got to watch it. People were really mean about it online. The they did season? not. Yeah, they did not like it as much. Why? They just didn't have fun. Huh, weird. I think they were being... I think they just... I think if you don't like Jimbo, you don't like this season. Which it's does, valid. Which is a factor, because this it, is Jimbo's If we season. had, you know, we, we we have experienced it when, you know, Rue was obsessed with what's-her-face. Georges. You know, and we didn't really care about Georges. It's kind of infuriating. <laughs> so <laughs> when it's against us... We have a similar experience, so yeah. I get it. I get it, but we did have a similar experience. We love Jimbo. Yeah. And Jimbo is now, they have clown, they have crowned the clown. Yeah. Hashtag crown the clown. I'm excited. I'm and glad. I'm so happy for them, and I'm excited to see them on the next all-winter season, which I'm confident they will be on. Overall, 
it's a great season. Mm-hmm. Our next season is going to be Canada, but I don't know when Canada's coming out because Canada came out was already out by this time last year. Interesting. Because we were there was a week where there was four seasons airing. Mm. I think Canada's struggling to find a place to air in the year mm. because RuPaul has Drag Race with him mm-hmm. almost all year. Mm-hmm. He goes U.S. All Stars down under UK. Then he goes back to U.S. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you. Well, actually, one more thing. Yeah. Overall, it was a fun time. I think it's a great season. I think people will remember it more fondly over time, or I hope they do. Yeah. And I'm so glad Jimbo won. Me too. We rooted for day one, and we won. Yay! Overall, great time. And that concludes today's episode of Friends at Film Camp. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time at the campfire. Bye!